Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. Live. We're like, there you go. There you go. I wasn't live yet. We're live now. <laughs> Sorry, We're live. I, I missed the click on the mute button. My bad. You know what's crazy? My eardrums have recognized that because uh, I said I'm live really loud, and all of a sudden, right in the middle of live, it Went became live. live. Who are you, man? My name is Josh Fontaine. Josh what's Fontaine. Happening, man? What's up, bro? Actually, if you look on Twitter, he auditioned. Um, I did. About uh, an hour before the show. My audition video went live a little while ago. Well, you made it. Thank you. You made it. Josh Fontaine. It. Our director of communications here with us is on the set with me. He's also been heavily involved in uh, putting together um, all the uh, PR for Autotainment Network. And yeah, um, been here f- almost five years? Yeah. Five years, Crazy, baby. huh? Yes, sir. Former sales director, so he's done it all. He's um, he's also our corporate pastor, and this is a lot of cool things. And uh, But Josh is joining me today. Tommy is out. And uh, Tommy's been doing a bang-up job, man. Yeah. And Josh, we're going to have a pretty cool show today. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about this, man. I've talked to pretty much everybody that's going to be on the show this week. Um, I'm really excited to hear what they have to say today. It's going to be really good. Excited. You know what I'm excited about? What's that? The funky music that Mike's got kind of, you know, yeah, playing in our back right back of our ears. You like rhythm that? guitar? That's why I'm Absolutely. doing this. People are probably yeah. wondering. If you can't hear it, I'm doing this. Yeah, me too. You know. So what's up, guys? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. It's December 31. This is Auto Dealer Live. I'm Dave Villa, and I'm here with Josh Fontaine. And you are our audience, and we're so excited. We are going to lay the foundation today. Today, we have e-common sense or enough already. That's the way it's said. If you want to, if you looked at the title and you wondered, I know you got it. I mean, it's, it's not rocket science, but it's e-common sense or enough already. Yeah. I thought Tommy would be here, you know. For this, Josh, and that, know. you know, he would say it like, "Enough already!" Uh, Enough already! I, don't, you know? I, I can't do it. I'm you know, sorry. You're, you're I'm very him. Irish. He's very Italian. <laughs> yeah, he's very Italian. Tommy so. would be like, "I'm gonna break your kneecaps." Enough already! Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, listen, we're gonna have an outstanding show. We've got uh, eight people, two panels of four, some incredible automotive professionals on, some very knowledgeable uh, individuals. And you know what's so cool? Uh, this is the busiest. There's a couple of things. If you're on the dealer side, this is the busiest day, busiest week in the auto business. Um, and if you call on dealerships, you know that. Um, and uh, so it's an extremely busy week. And we've got, I think, five or six out of the eight are actually on the blacktop. So how incredible is that? Yeah. And then if you're on the vendor side, um, either you are completely not calling on dealers this week because it's the busiest week mm-hmm. and you're spending time with your family. So we possibly could have some vendors that are celebrating New Year's and in with their families in a, either way. Yeah. Taking time out of their busy, busy, uh, important schedules to be with us today for the last show of the new of the old year. Yep, to bring in the new year, man. That's, that's awesome. I'm leaving year. the show today. I'm jumping in my car, and I'm going to my uh, family's tonight. And we're going to shoot some fireworks. We're going to grill out. We're going to have a big New Year's deal. So I'm just very excited about 2016. Yeah. Um, you know, Josh, it's been an incredible year. It has. 
It has. We've seen a lot of changes, uh, even in the industry, a lot of stuff going on in our company. Um, been a very, very prosperous year for us, man. I'm, I'm excited to uh, see what's going to happen next year for sure. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, it's been cool. Get on Twitter using the hashtag AutoDealerLive. Tell us what I'd like to see here. We've got a few minutes before we bring our first panel on. And, uh, again, we're going to have two panels today. And um, we have Colin Crane. I'm going to just tell you who we've got on the show because mm-hmm. I think it's tweet-worthy. We've got Colin Crane, a Director of Retail Operations. He's with uh, Carma- Carvana. We have Jeff Collins, E-Commerce Director of Automax. We have Kevin Campbell, E-Commerce Director of Sandy Sansing. Bobby Herring with the Garber Automotive Group. Kevin Fry, E-Commerce Director of Jeff Weiler. Ryan Holtz, an automotive marketing extraordinaire from Canada, A. Mm-hmm. And we've got James Klaus, E-Commerce Director of Bozeman Motors. And Volker Jockel. Did I say that correct? I think so. U- E-commerce director of Universal Auto Group. So I don't know if we can have a better show. It's going to be very easy for you and I oh, yeah. because we're going to sit here and get to learn something. And yeah. um, But we have a few minutes before we do. Mm-hmm. So I'd like you to tweet, hashtag Auto Deal Live. Tell us what you're grateful for. Tell us, you know, say something about the old year. Say something about the new year. Talk about it. Say, hey, you know what? I'm looking for a big 2016 because of this. Or or just make a statement. And if we like the tweets as they're popping up, we may read it on air. But um, we appreciate our listening audience. And, mm-hmm. Josh, there's a couple of things that we need to announce um, coming up here uh, January. Um, we're going to be at Digital Dealer Conference in Orlando. Um, this is our fourth uh, Digital Dealer Conference, two in Vegas, one in Tampa, mm-hmm. and now in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are honored to uh, be doing this show as a keynote on Wednesday uh, at 5 o'clock, and we're going to have our Great American Automotive panel as the keynote, and we're so incredibly honored. Um, I get to, uh, to moderate with a group of what I would consider some of the strongest uh, dealer principals that are in the, uh, in the auto industry today. We have the number one CPO dealer in the, in the world, in the nation, uh, in the nation, I should say, uh, Rick Reichart. Um, mm-hmm. Rick did over 8,000, I believe, used cars last year. Wow. Um, it's over 800 um, several times a month this year. Uh, we have Matt Lasco. He is uh, in the top 50 of certified pre-owned and number eight in the nation in certified Ford pre-owned. Mm-hmm. John Marazzi, who is um, in the top 30 Honda dealerships in the nation, doing over 500 new and used now, yeah. um, has almost tripled the business since buying the store uh, just a couple of years ago. And uh, John from Brandon Honda. And then we have Brad Oob, who is on a buying spree. He um, bought three stores in the last year, and he's actually in – talks and agreements with a couple of other stores right now out of Louisiana. So they're going to be on the panel, and it's going to be incredible. But uh, you don't want to miss that coming up in uh, just a couple of weeks Yeah, in Orlando. Those are car guys, man, every one of them. That's they right. They bleed it, man. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Um, and then we've got uh, Tuesday, a week from this coming Tuesday, we've got some pretty big things happening, Autotainment Network, man. I'm uh, – Extremely excited about what that's. Uh, you got to be excited to be. about that. I man. am, man. I am. It uh, quickly became uh, just a, a baby to me, and I'm. I'm. It's like uh, you're about to give birth. I, I, I am. You're and a pretty skinny, dude. I am. But if uh, you could see you in autotainment, yeah, like eyes. I'm like I'm like uh, 30, 39 weeks. <laughs> his, Is that his, right? wa- his water's about to break. Yeah, any moment. <laughs> The umbilical yeah. cord. The head's about the the head's yeah. about to show and about to crown. That's it. sounding gross. But <laughs> that's pretty yeah. gross. Yeah, I know. Uh, traumatizing. Um, that is traumatizing. Yeah. You but know yeah, what, it's going to be good. Can I take that back? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, January 5th. That's Tuesday. That's Tuesday. Mm. January 5th, we are going live with Autotainment Network, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll also have our Thursday spot that starts on uh, Thursday the 7th. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, so, we, Auto Deal Live will not only be airing 
mm-hmm. where you're watching it now on autodealerlive.net. It'll also be airing on Autotainment Network. And um, I think we're up to 12, 13 shows now. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think we're at 12. Um, I am. And, man, it's all, you know, the, the, the whole premise and the whole idea of Autotainment Network, and I'm really passionate about it, is it is going to be the go-to spot for the automotive industry. We will have something that applies to everybody, whether you're a, a green pea salesman that just walked on a lot for the first time, whether you're management, whether you own a dealership, um, if you're in fixed ops, finance department, we want to have something for everybody. And we're it's certainly shaping up that way very quickly. And we have requests coming in on a regular basis already wanting to be a part of the network, mm-hmm. which we welcome as long as it's good content that's relevant to what we're doing. I uh, We welcome it. So, you know, we definitely want to see and you just showed uh, on Periscope a little while ago. You went live uh, just, with it yeah, just yeah. to kind of give a, a teaser <clears throat> of what it's going to look like. Man. It was a very, very short, maybe two-minute Periscope, so yeah. you can check it out. But it says uh, sneak peek. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was actually getting to look at some of this for the first time as well. Yeah. And um, it's exciting, and it starts Tuesday, and it also starts Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't want to miss it. So um, autotainmentnetwork.com. Um, and um, it's about that time right now. It is. The next up. We ready, Mike? The next up, without further ado, we have Colin Crane, the Director of Retail Operations and Market Expansion for Carvana. We have Jeff Collins, E-Commerce Director for Automax Auto Group. Kevin Campbell, E-Commerce Director for Sandy Sansing Group. I'm excited to have Kevin on the show and Colin for the first time. And then we have Bobby Heron, who is obviously no stranger to the show. Uh, one of our favorites, and she is the leading lady. She's the only lady today and is always a leading lady. Right. And she is here representing Garber Automotive and as well. Did I say that? Am I, am I wrong on that, Bobby? No, I'm right. No, you are correct. I am correct. Okay, awesome. making sure. And Bobby Herring is on with us as well. And guys, gal, thank you for joining us. First of all, Happy New Year. And thank you guys for taking time to be with us today. Thanks for having us. Awesome, awesome. And, um... You know, I want to kind of, you know, this isn't, you know, uh, we're, we're talking about e-commerce today, you know, and it's funny because uh, you guys are all in, involved in, in this realm, so to speak. And, and uh, of course, we have uh, Cullen on the phone as well. But, you know, when you think e-commerce, you know, Carvana, I, you know, obviously is, uh, is, is, is a very definition of that concept and so forth. But, if you, you know, it's really weird because preparing for this show, um, you know, looking up e-commerce, it's such a, such a, such a, uh, mystique phrase you know mysterious phrase you know e-commerce director what is that you know and if you really look at it it just means buying crap over the internet right it means buying something doing business <laughs> online and so here's here's we're going to kind of jump right into this and and so uh this you, you may ask let me start with you calling because in this this whole segment will not be and it's not designed to be about carvana or not so i want you to weigh in on some of the uh some of the issues as well um, that these others will be talking about, but kind of going this direction because it's it's a hot button, Colin, and you know this because you either are getting patted on the back or have tomatoes thrown at you wherever you go, and that seems to be the case. And I want to I want to give you the platform, you know, um, to to kind of lay out in your opinion. I mean, going into the new year, you know, w- w- you know, looking at where Carvana is now, do you see this becoming? The way, so to speak, people do business in the days to come. Colin, I'll start with you and kind of let you get things kicked off. Appreciate that. I appreciate you guys having me on. I, um, <clears throat> if I knew the definitive answer to that, uh, I probably wouldn't wake up every day at 5 a.m. to get to work. Um, so to, to give a very uh, non-committed answer, I, I think that um, 
It's hard to say. I do think that there have been uh, numerous industries that the online shopper has kind of just migrated that way. I think right now, if you if you think about dealership life and the customer that walks into your showroom floor, the sales process for them actually probably started three days, four days, five days before that uh, at home at their at their place of work. Um, and they're there for fulfillment. You know, they're there to pick up the car that they saw online. Um, so my general sense is yes. I mean, if you look at uh, the Accenture survey, I think that came out in April, the Auto Trader survey, Buyer of the Future uh, survey that came out shortly after that, mm-hmm. um, everything seems to be migrating, at least uh, in ways to speed up the dealership process. And I think mainly because a lot of buyers don't even realize that there is a way to transact solely online. Um, and I think when people finally realize that that's a possibility, um, yeah, I think it will happen. Hey, let me say this, and, and again, because I want to, I want to, um, because I mean, you're you're obviously in a in a in a position there, and you believe what you're doing. I love the initial answer. I couldn't get up and go to work if I didn't believe that. Obviously, and, and I respect that because we all believe in what we do. Let me throw this out there before we go to some of the other guests. I mean, uh, Jeff, you, Kevin, Bobby, you guys remember, Colin, you remember this. I mean, I know this is different, but let's look at AutoNation back when Hyzinga started this concept, you know, years ago. Remember the initial uh, deal, and, and, and so what was initially set out quickly was retracted in, in an, a change. Now, they're the number one group in the in the world, so to speak, but but they changed their their, their – uh, their uh, their methods they changed their business model so is this something Colin that that possibly for instance I mean do you see I know you guys are backed and there's some finances and so forth coming from you know from an actual blacktop group and so to speak but do you see this as as uh, as something that initially or eventually Carvana would have to um, you know go more retail I mean in other words it, it is there is there the need for the retail aspect after all and that's maybe that's a question to ask and then I'll let Kevin and, and Jeff and Bobby jump in uh, right away after your answer and kind of go that direction? Sure. Uh, so in Atlanta right now, we do have a retail facility where uh, it was designed for just fulfillment so people could just come and pick up the cars. But as big as mobile is today, uh, you know, you'll have folks drive, driving around on a, on a Friday, Saturday. Uh, they'll find us online through the mobile app. They'll find directions. They'll show up. Uh, and then they'll be buying a car in our lobby on a computer. Uh, they can't see the car. They can't test drive the car. They can't get in it, smell it, all that stuff. Uh, but they'll end up purchasing a car. Some of them will come back a couple of days later and pick it up. Uh, some of them will have it delivered to their house. So we do have the ability ability to have um, not what you would think of as traditional retail, but we're not missing out on that component per se. Um, it just happens a bit differently. Somebody want to jump in, Kevin, uh, Bobby, or Jeff? Kev, we'll go to you uh, yeah, first. Yeah, sure. I mean, finding the car is an emotional process. I mean, I just, I truly feel that the customers, they want to touch the car, drive the car, and then they want to have multiple cars to look at in case the one that they planned on buying isn't the one. I and mean, we all know that 80% of car shoppers don't really buy the initial car they inquire about. So, um, to me, it just seems like, you know, you want to have your salespeople involved. It's about the experience. Uh, we've got some great, great salespeople who are who are trained and, and really branded themselves, and it's about the experience. Who's going to follow up with that customer after the sale and when time for service and, and all the questions that they have about their car. So I, I just think it's really hard to remove that salesperson aspect of it. Okay. I would I would uh, add in there, too, you know, <clears throat> so here's the deal with the whole Carvana thing. 
I get it. I mean, and I believe that there's a market out there for everything. It's like we're constantly in the dealership saying, you know, well, we need to do everything this way or we need to do everything this way. We need to be where everybody is. And there is a market for that type of buyer. Do I think it will stay the same as it is right now? No, it's going to grow and adapt. But I keep hearing people talking about it and I keep hearing people say things like, you know, oh, well, they're going to have to change their model. Mm -hmm. uh, hey, so do we. So, you know, having having a retail outlet on the ground, I believe it is an emotional experience to purchase a vehicle, but I believe there are some people out there that yeah. don't need that experience. In, 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 I know we got to kind of shift gears, and Josh has got another question, but, I mean, Jeff, it, it, my question would be then if it becomes, if, if there's an adjustment made, and this is, again, you know, in, in general, moving the e-commerce direction. I mean, where, you know, I don't know what the percentage, you guys would know the percentage of customers, which I would assume is high, that look online before they come to a dealership. I think that most people that, you know, uh, th that have a computer do that. But um, so with the shift, and let's assume there is one, um, and Bobby's saying there possibly may not be, isn't it then a dealership? I mean, it, it, my question is this. Um, lately, you guys may have seen CarMax. You know, they're blowing their commercials up in the last month. Now they're talking about a five-day return. I mean, is Carvana the reason for that? Is You know, so, Jeff, touch on that a little bit and talk about the difference between a well-designed e-commerce department at the dealership versus this, this concept. And wouldn't it make Carvana basically the Carvana dealership group, in, in a sense? Well, I'm... Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so from a business model standpoint with Carvana, I, I, I have to tip my hat. Mm -hmm. um, they have stepped off into a realm that everybody in – when I say everybody, let's just say that a lot of industry leaders or um, dealer groups or individuals at this point, they tend to talk a lot about um, – the customer experience, and we all know how um, things have transitioned from customer satisfaction to the consumer experience. And um, I think Carvana's done a great job with their model with um, addressing the pain points from a consumer standpoint, when, whether it's from a shopping perspective um, that leads into um, the ultimate purchase. I guess my question at this point in listening to um, Colin is this, is what's, what's the end result? What are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to drive traffic to your, your, um, your stores and your outlets um, for that fulfillment? Or are you trying to convert customers from an online aspect, getting them to set up that account on your website, and one of my questions to you is this, is what is your penetration um, between online visits and actual account creations? Um, I, 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 I'd be really interested to hear um, how that's working for you and what your goals are for 2016. Good question. Yeah, so, yeah no, great questions. And uh, so just, just a couple of things. I think um, – to your point about what is our what are we trying to accomplish? Um, I, I think we're trying to let people buy cars uh, online. Um, we're not trying to drive them to element centers. Uh, we're we're open for that if that's what they want to do and that's what they're more comfortable with. I think um, the general concept is just to allow people to to buy a car while they're at home while they're already doing that. Um, particularly for used cars, that you know 
12 to 17 hours of research, whatever uh, kind of study that you look at, uh, and allow them to do it uh, all in one place uh, and make it easy. Um, in terms of like those other metrics that you asked about, I told David this up front, like being, you know, it's humbling to be on a group with so many people that have so much experience in e-commerce. That's not my thing. I'm not an e-commerce guy. I don't look at uh, on a daily basis, what I look at is market expansion, is people operations, is fulfillment and logistics, mm -hmm. uh, a, a little bit of purchasing and that kind of stuff as well. Uh, from my background, actually, you mentioned CarMax. I worked there way back as well. Um, so <clears throat> those are great questions, and I think um, you know, important ones from your perspective. For me, it's just not something I deal with on a daily basis. In, let me, in, Colin, thank you. And, you know, um, I, first of all, I appreciate you coming on and talking about this because it's, this is, I think this is intriguing because, um, obviously, you know, um, the car business as a whole, and Jeff, you guys, Bobby, everyone would agree, you know, is, is, is slower than some industries. And there's, there's people that are leading the way, uh, that are on this show today and in the panel coming up that, and many others that are, that are, that are trying to break the mold in general. Um, so we're, we're all believers in, in, uh, in, in e-commerce and now Josh hasn't said a word, but that's, okay. that's all right. So Josh, I'm, I'm you know, you're face. just here for my support, man. Yeah, that's but, right. I mean, great. thank you, Josh. Thank you're you. Welcome. I appreciate He's the beard it. of the show. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But so I get, but I mean, it's just so many dang good, good questions. Yeah. But Colin, I mean, I mean, and you know, no one knows this, but I mean, let me ask this Kev um, or Bobby, Jeff, anybody that would weigh in or in Colin, I, you couldn't answer this obviously because um, you know, you're inside, but is this something auto nation, could go, hey, you know what, Carvana's got their stuff together and purchase it and turn it into their internal internet. You know, it, it, in other words, I see it as something like, hey, somebody's doing a really, really bang-up job. Let me go ahead and shove this into my group and make this my online e-commerce deal here. You know, I, I mean, because ultimately, as the internet progresses and dealerships have to come out of the dark ages, I mean, I mean, the reality is the internet's the internet. And it's wide open to everyone. If, right. So w what are the challenges there? Well, so here's here's what I would tell you um, very clearly is in, in e-commerce there are two basic overall elements, right? You have generation and you have conversion. Generation is the ability to bring in traffic, whether it's leads, phone calls, chats, traffic on the lot, whatever it is, that's generation. That is e-commerce marketing. Then we have conversion, which happens on the sales floor. It happens during those phone calls. It happens in a BDC, wherever it is that you're closing those opportunities. What Carvana has is not e-commerce. That's where I, I would disagree with a lot of people. They have a product. They have a way of communicating with a customer that nobody else has came out and raised their hand to do. Do I think that it needs to be paired up with a dealership? Absolutely, because I think that the experience for a consumer on a major purchase is a big deal. But I do think that they could work together with a dealer group and give an outlet for test drives for a, a host of things that happen in my head when I think about it. Um, but I don't think that they should be, everybody's too focused on them being e-commerce. I've looked at their ads. Okay. Josh. Just a few suggestions. Yeah, and that seems, that seems to be the resounding theme with Jeff and Bobby especially is kind of marrying the two concepts. I mean, it's it's more of a, a marriage of taking what they're doing that's working. I know... Jeff, you were you and I talked uh, earlier today. You were you were mentioning even um, you know dealerships learning even on the descriptions and and being more a uh, little more upfront with with condition of vehicles things like that so that you know what's what's happening. You you kind of are setting things up a little differently, kind of taking some of those concepts from Carvana 
implementing them more in the way you're advertising online, the way you're presenting the vehicles, things like that. Um, maybe not exactly the same way, but basically marrying those two things and, and partnering what they're doing with the dealership. That kind of seems to be the resounding theme. The, the idea will work. Um, and obviously they have a niche, they're doing something. So we're not negating what Carvana is doing in any way. Um, you know, I, I don't have a dog in that hunt, but I think that ultimately you guys are, are talking about there's concepts of both that, that'll work. If you marry them together, you're going to have something that's really going to lead the industry on that side of it. And I think that ultimately the people that we have on this panel and the one coming up, you guys are already doing that. So to change gears just a little bit and uh, to, to shift it a little more to what's happening on the dealer side of it, mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you guys, we've just, we're closing out a calendar year. So it's a good time to stop, turn around, look at what we've done, what we're going to do next year. Um, what are the trends that you guys saw this year? What do you, where are you seeing it evolving into and what, and in the generation side to the conversion side, are we getting better at that? And if we are, what are the secrets that you guys are seeing that are the secrets to your success on your side of this? Um, how are you converting more? How are you seeing a higher percentage? Are you, um, and that, is that something that, um, what, what would be your advice to other e-commerce people watching that are, that are on that side of the, of the coin that are looking to up their conversion? They're looking to increase um, the number of, of people that are going online to the ways that you're spending a lot of money to get people directed to you in the midst of the sea of other people that are out there. When they get to you, you've got to convert them now, and you've got you to gotta add that to your profit margins, to your bottom line. How are you doing that? Did you, are you seeing that? You know, some people are saying that e-commerce is plateauing. There's not, where else can we take it? I, obviously, we're just getting started. We're scratching the You agree the with surface. that, Kevin? Yeah. Kevin's I mean, nodding he, his head no. <laughs> Bobby is too. What do you think about that, Kevin? Yeah. I mean, where do you think we're going with that, Kevin? I mean, where, I, I where do you see it going from here? I don't think we've plateaued at all. I mean, I remember when I played the snake game on the Nokia phone, and I thought it was, couldn't get any better, and then here I was watching. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Watching the college playoffs. Yeah. So, uh, I just think that you know we're we're gonna we're eventually, and I think I posted that this morning. We're eventually going to get to the point where um, we need highly educated salespeople and managers in the dealerships that give the customer a great experience. You know, they have good grammar and punctuation, and they know how to how to email and and give the customer everything that they're looking for. Because ultimately, it's the experience that the customer. You know, we've all got the same cars; they're all the same prices. You know, so we've got to what's going to separate yourself. And I think that's where e-commerce is going. We're going to start blowing blowing our customers away with the experience with the videos and, and things of that nature that, that we're really, really starting to, to grasp, grasp a hold of. Bobby, let me ask you something, Bobby. In, in, uh, yes. Do, okay, and I know the answer hiring new people is yes, but is it, okay, a dealership that, I mean, just really a, a cutting-edge dealership that says, you know what, mm -hmm. screw it, I want to absolutely do things right. I mean, would it, would it benefit them in some way to replace some of the old dog salespeople and have a an all-out internet slash human slash in-person slash online sales team. In other words, I mean, like, yeah. you know, I just can't fathom that. I've been in the business 20 years, okay, and, and I'm not like the – I'm 43. I'm not the most, most you know, like technologically sound person in general, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, God. But, I mean, I can't imagine my salespeople – I said this before – here, like, yeah. you know, like, you know, well, doing that. On the computer, then when somebody calls in, go, oh, I can only be on the computer. You have to take the phone call. It just doesn't make any sense to me. 
Okay, well, so here's the deal. So there's there's three points. I'll make them I'll make them kind of quick, and then we can conversate about them. But the first one is, if you want to fix those things, you should partner with me, obviously. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but what what it really is, what it really comes down to, is a couple different things. First of all, I would tell you that the Buick store, the Garber Buick store, flagship store, 107 years of business, the best internet guy in our company. His name is Laz. He's tried to retire like 10 times. He's like 75 years old, and he's been in the business for 50 years. I'll tell you the difference between him and a guy that's just sitting at the desk doing their thing. I hate to hear general managers say, well, he sells 12 cars a month. I mean, what's the big deal? Well, if he's selling 12 and he's doing none of your processing, none of your CRM, and none of your technology, then he's losing you 15. That is the difference. It's not about age or how long he's been there. It's not even about ability. It's about execution. And if your team is, I heard Jim Ziegler say this the other day, if your team is holding your store hostage, why are you keeping them? So it's not age, it's ability. But I do believe that the customer has a better experience when they're dealing with one to maybe two people. Where it's different now is that what we should be doing in these new stores is we should be hiring somebody and not saying we're going to eliminate S&I or we're going to eliminate this. Instead saying we're going to cross-train our people to handle experiences and life choices, not segments not moments of the time that they start contacting the dealership. And I think you'll start to see a change in that this year. The other thing that I think that we really have to focus on this year is the conversion part of it. We are really getting good at generation. The stuff that we can do and the ways that we can track people is scary. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the abilities that we have, I mean, sometimes I think about what I search online and I'm like, well, somebody's getting that on a list, you know? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we're driving in all this traffic and far too often you see e-commerce directors, internet managers, whatever title has been slapped on them because none of them mean the same thing in a dealership who's taken the blame for not enough sales on their internet stuff. Well, the e-commerce director, if the marketing person, isn't the closer. They're bringing it in. It's a team environment. And so... I think you'll start to see this year that people are going to be focused on the, converting the traffic that they are bringing in. Jeff? Okay, so uh, let's, Bobby, if you don't mind, let's rewind just a little bit. <laughs> so w one of Josh's questions were, what were some of the trends that you experienced in 2015? Uh, one of the biggest trends that I saw was um, – the proliferation of mobile visitors and mobile usage, yes. which has yes. eclipsed, which it's, it's eclipsed desktop. Okay, hmm. so you know we could we could take that that topic right there and run a two-hour session with mm -hmm. that just alone, yeah. David. Um, and I, I guess my question would be, what are you going to do, or what are we going to do as an industry to address that paradigm shift? Um, in the way, uh, or, or how are we going to address the, 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 the paradigm shift in consumer behavior as it's transitioned over to mobile, okay? Absolutely. Um, now, when it comes to staffing, mm -hmm. staffing is interesting, and I, I, I may hurt some people's feelings, and those feelings would probably be within the demographic of your um, greatest generation, perhaps baby boomers, um, which you guys are going to die soon. And when that happens... Everybody look at the watch they wear. <laughs> yeah. And, and, or retire. Let's leave it at that. Let's be nice, okay? Right. And when you retire... Running dealer trades. Yeah, and, and what's going to wind up happening is you're going to see this, 
this shift where you have um, um, these individuals that have been a part of a, 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 a different industry that ha, that has had this influx of information. Um, so we're not we're, we're not unlike the consumer at this point, where the consumer's been armed with information, but we as a dealership are armed with information too, and that's that's the great divide there between um, your X and Y genders versus your baby boomers and mm-hmm. your greatest generation. And um, I was looking at some stats and not, and uh, what's interesting is this is. Going back to your conversions, Bobby, um, if you don't address your mobile traffic in a way that the customer uh, receives this information when they want it, how they want it, and where they want it, and if it doesn't answer those core questions, which is today's Mm -hmm. SEO, you're going to die. You're absolutely going to die. Um, I'm, I'm going to throw something out uh, at out at you guys, okay? Um, if you took your digital ad spend today, which is a huge component to driving traffic to our websites, do we all agree with that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So our the 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 majority of our digital ad traffic, okay? If you look at if you look at the engagement between desktop traffic and mobile traffic, the Biggest difference between the two is time on site and pages viewed. So why wouldn't you go after that mobile traffic? And here's the tip that I'm going to give you for 2016. Okay. Instead of doing a bid adjustment for your mobile ads, and your your typical best practice is that bid adjustment should be 10% um, higher than your desktop. Do this. Squash down your desktop traffic and increase your bid adjustment to 300%. Think about that for a minute and think about the implications. And let me, yeah, 100%, and I love the fact that, that when you think about that, it blows your mind on a, on a mobile aspect. And, um, you know, Colin, just did not to, to leave you out here, I know that, but one thing I do want to ask, because we're, we're getting to the place where we're going to be wrapping up in a couple of minutes here, but um, uh, Ryan Keaton said this, it's obviously on, you know, out there, we don't want to replace dealerships, we want to provide an alternative. And something that I want to ask you in, in uh, relation to market expansion and, and so forth, is it, is, um, isn't a big part of that also, though, getting the manufacturers on board? Wouldn't that be something? And, and then... And, That'd be a miracle. Well, well, here's I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. Well, my question would be: Isn't that a big? Isn't that a big key? A and then B. One of the reasons maybe that would be difficult. Does that have anything to do with dealerships? So, I mean, in other words, it's kind of a it's kind of an up and down deal there. I mean, and if you don't mind, and Arnold also, and I'll throw this out there because it was a pretty cool tweet that popped up. It said, uh, and this is this is this is true. He said, "Use car managers, buy cars online all the time. So why can't customers?" Time. So, I mean, I, yeah, I thought about that. Yeah, yeah. That's a, actually, yeah. I had wrote that down uh, thinking about this earlier today. I mean, obviously, coming from a purchasing background, um, yeah, I, mean, I think people have been buying cars at dealerships for their inventory. still a very emotional, personal thing for the last 10 years, for sure. Uh, two years ago, uh, Sandy uh, at Mannheim said that over 50% of their purchases or sales will actually happen online. So, 
you know, maybe maybe the dealership group is actually more comfortable with it than they actually believe. I, would, I just want to go back to two, two yeah. things real quick. One, uh, Bobby, Bobby mentioned that, um, you know, she doesn't view Carvana as e-commerce. I think if anybody is, we are. I don't know anyone else who's actually transacting right now on the Internet. Um, and so I, I think for sure we are the e-commerce model at Carvana. And I do agree with, like, Ryan's point is absolutely right. We're just trying to give people, uh, and I've been monitoring some of the yeah. things as well, just just trying to give people so, an alternative in a different way to purchase the car. Okay. Let me just let's do this, that, Bobby. I'll let you start, to, Bobby. I'll yeah. let you start it off real quick. Let's do, let's give a okay. sixty second closing. We'll start with Bobby, and then we'll go to Jeff, um, then we'll go to Colin, and then we're in with Kevin. Guys, take sixty seconds or ninety seconds or so, and just give you know just give your closing remarks and what you want to leave the listeners with. And I know Jeff, every time you come on, you stir something up to where the, where we can have like sixteen shows extrapolate from it, and it, that's why I love having you on. Definitely. <laughs> he's like a he's like a uh, think tank for mm-hmm. for topics. Yep. But go ahead, Bobby. So I want to clarify that e-commerce comment because I think when I'm not sure age demographic or whatever for you, Josh, but when you think of e-commerce, I think it's different than when I do. I I think of e-commerce as a term we used like six years ago. Um, When I think of e-commerce now in the automotive sector, I think of it as a, a management title having to do with delivering vehicles and understanding the marketing almost as if a GSM role, if you will which is different than the model that you're trying to do. So while, yes, it's e-commerce, you're transacting online, Mm -hmm. I think there's a better marketing capacity for your company. And too many companies don't get the exposure that they should or the right thing. They don't have a strategy board or a development team that's from dealerships that's working with customers and doing that. I don't know if that's true for you or not, but um, just some clarification on that e-commerce term and what I meant by that statement. Okay. Um, Jeff? Um. Well, I, I will say this. I hope that Carvana is highly, highly, highly successful because ultimately all it's going to do is push the bricks and mortars establishment to become better at um, your transparency, your disclosure, and making the consumer feel good about doing business with you, whether it's Carvana or somebody else. And I do agree, and and when I was speaking with Josh earlier, is that I truly believe that there are, and and even today there are some groups and or rooftops that are trying to create that hybrid type customer experience, one that is part Carvana and the other part which is still old school, which meaning this, we're giving the, the consumers the ability to still come to our dealerships and touch and feel our product and interact with our staff. Um, and, and there's case study after case study that demonstrates that consumers still want to come to the store, especially from a used car aspect, to actually look, touch, feel, and inspect the vehicle that, that they're about to spend tens of thousands of dollars on. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that, that's an impediment for Carvana at this point that they're going to have to address later on. And, um, really, and the only counter, and so you're saying the, and the only counter for, for that. I guess is the, the the return policy and so forth, which, you know, um, I don't know about you know, and this is just speaking from personal experience. My wife still has things in bags in our closet from last Christmas that she never returned. So I mean, she's not going to return, and you know, it, so I so I, I and that's I wish we had more time, Colin, because I wanted to ask you. I mean, but you're obviously making some sort of impact because again, watching you know I, I watch TV at night, I DVR, but looking at CarMax just in the last month, I mean, they're blowing commercials up and what they're hammering on. 
Cullen, is this five-day return deal. I've got to think that you guys have something to do with that. Would you agree? I mean, uh, so yeah, they've had that. They they may have been mentioning that. They're mentioning it like crazy now. right now, though. They're, yeah, yeah, they've, yeah. Always, they've always had that. I, I do think, like, I know one of the questions that you wanted to ask was the return policy and how frequent that actually happens. It's about one and a half percent, but not very, not very often. I think. Um, what was that? Was it one and a half percent? Yep, yep, about that. Um, so a couple things, Jeff, you, you bring up some really good points, and I, and I don't disagree that there are always going to be a segment of population that wants to get in, touch, and drive the car. They may be that same group of population that you wished would just uh, hurry up and, and move on down the road. Um, I, I don't know, um, but a couple other things that someone mentioned earlier, that 80% of the people who actually show up at a dealership leave in a different car than they showed up in. Uh, to me, like, I, I think – Whoever said that kind of uh, brought it up as a as a positive, maybe. Um, to me, that's astounding. Like, if if eighty percent of people are coming to a dealership with a car in mind, and they leave in a different car, are 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 we getting it away? Like, aren't we? Why not just allow them to come and buy the car that they wanted to buy? Uh, and then the second point, you know, someone brought up salesperson branding. Um, not to spin this in a completely different direction, but uh, I know it's a big thing. Like, and I think some people have been extremely successful with branding themselves as salespeople in dealerships. With the uh, with the turnover uh, in traditional dealerships and and the frequency in which people purchase cars, if people are really bra- uh, building a loyalty to a salesperson versus a dealership, I think that's trouble for the dealership. We've had that show oh, a couple uh, of times. Kevin, I'll I, let you uh, get your last words yeah. in. I know, I know this is far from being <laughs> over. Sorry, I already took my time. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, uh, I, would definitely, I would definitely disagree with him, uh, thinking that personal branding is detrimental to the dealership. I mean, you look at everybody who's really, really doing it well. You know, you started with the lease and the Mike Davenport's and, and those guys, and they're valuable to the store. You know, the most successful salespeople these days are creating their own traffic. For everyone that the dealership generates from, they're generating their own, and that's how they're going to stay profitable. And customers are going to keep coming back and loving on them. It's really, really about the experience. But um, as far as, um, you know, where e-commerce is. Well, the other comment, too, Kevin, the other comment, you you were the one that said that Colin just touched on. You were the one that said uh, that um, the the customers, 80%, I think, switch cars. And, I mean, obviously, being on the retail side, there's a reason there's a reason for that i'm sure on your side as well it's not it's not you yeah. not letting them it, what, that's what? why that's why we need salespeople because people change their mind and and you want to make sure that they're getting the right vehicle and that's what kevin's point was right used cars are like snowflakes they're all different you know and somebody walks on the lot <laughs> intending to buy intending to buy a honda accord and then they walk by a camry that's standing tall you know they're like oh wow you know let me look at that car and then they they start to realize that you can't figure it all out online sometimes. You've actually got to go to the store and look at the vehicles and drive them and touch them um, and then make your decision. And that's why that so many people don't buy the original cards they inquired about. So, um, but the future, the future of e-commerce, I love people personal branding. In the future, I'd really like to see dealerships investing in their people, giving them some of those advertising dollars, and let them create their own business and track the ROI. So I really would love to have a – a, an internet dealership rather than the department for the internet salespeople. All right. I, you know what? I like. I would like to abolish that 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 phrase e-commerce. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Right. And Colin, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with this. Okay. Um, <laughs> at the end of the day, we may be selling cars. Okay. But we and at the end of the day, we're in the people business, not so much the car business. Um, 
and uh, to enable your staff to brand themselves and build a relationship and a following and that repeat business, that's critical. Part two is this. Until Carvana can get to the point of an auto trader or a cars.com where you're able to um, exploit and capitalize on local SEO, because at this point when um, consumers are putting in generic search terms that revolve around used cars in their local geo, you do not pop up. And until wait, you, you get wait. to that point, yep. you, you don't. Oh, well, if, if, if you were in Atlanta, if you were in Atlanta, it would happen. Obviously, I'm not in Oklahoma. Yeah, right. So yeah. Oh, but you know what? Part of e-commerce is buying cars all over the country. So I got you. Sure. Yeah, and we've sold them. We've sold them in over. We've sold them in over 40 states. And I would just say this: like, appreciate you guys having me on. I know we're running out of time. Sure. I can't stop running my mouth. It's just something that's a gift to get. It's good. But, it's great stuff. Uh, yeah, no, we are the we are the second largest used car dealer in Georgia uh, right now, second to CarMax, obviously. Uh, if you go to our website right now, we have over 1,200 reviews with an average rating of 4.9. So, yeah, we're we're in the car business. We're in the people business. Same thing. I think you suggest. So, I wouldn't disagree with you there. Um, my sales branding point, it just, to me, and this is completely different than Carvana, but to me, understanding the turnover in, in, in the traditional sense of, of, you know, the car business, it's scary to have people build a loyalty to someone who may not be there four or five years later when they come back to buy another car. You're, you're not alone. You're not alone in that. We, you know, Bobby, I think you were on that show. I mean, that, that's a hot, hot, hot topic yeah. because, mm-hmm. and if you notice that it took the guys that direction because, um, that we had two different shows. Um, that was another one that Jeff started, I believe, the first time. We had to have a second show because of that. Because and so it's very, very uh, divided. And uh, we had some some principals on that felt the way you do. And so th- that you know that's that's a kind of a divided deal there. But um, we got to go. We have we, we have uh, we, we have do. these other guys on hold. I, w- I honestly I, I'd love to continue this conversation. Yeah. And we are somewhat in the second yeah. panel. And guys, I I you know I wish we had more time. But um, happy New Year! Thank you all for for uh, for joining us, and um, I'd Thank love to have you back. I'd love to have you back. So, Thank you. Right. happy David. New Year, guys! Hey, David. Yes, sir. Happy David, New Year, hold everybody. on, hold on. One question. Sure. One question. Hey, Bobby. Yes. Where's the, what's the new position? This is your chance to tell yes. the entire world. Come on, Bobby. Bobby I would uh, I would right check, check right my now. Facebook, my social media tomorrow, and you'll know. But I mean, just look around through the thing. There was hints everywhere the whole time. Looks like the next up office. No? <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to be announcing it tomorrow. All so right. I, I just please. happen to be very close with, with Clinton, and that looks like. I'm not sure. But anyway, so um, awesome. Well, they're, they're, they're office before they move to the new office. All right. Thank you, guys. I will Thanks, see you guys, guys. soon. Thank you, you so soon. much. Thank happy you. New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. All right. Happy New Year. That was good. It was, it was you good. know what? I love yeah. it. And, and, and thank you guys uh, so much for coming on. I thank Colin for coming on, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, Colin, knowing, you know, that this is, uh, you know, you kind of walk into a lion's den, so to speak. And yeah. what a great job, um, not only defending your product, but defending your, your belief system. And, and of course, uh, the professionalism of, of Kevin, Jeff, and Bobby. And uh, we're going to jump really quick. Josh, I, I, I'm yeah. sorry, brother. No, I, I love I, it. I, thank you. I'm over here taking notes. I, love <laughs> I apologize, man. No, I, don't I, worry about it. All right. So the next up. You do you even know what we do here? I don't. Like, you know what we say? So I, I mean, yeah. I'm usually out there working, man. I don't even know what's happening. Once you announce what Mike's holding up, I think we're gonna take a quick commercial break. Thanks for watching Auto Dealer Live. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> don't go anywhere.
Jason Rice from LotPop, and let me tell you what we do to help dealerships increase used car sales 20 to 30 percent in gross and volume. Three areas we focus on, trend reports. We look at weekly trends that no one else is trending to make adjustments on our inventory. Two is we do weekly review calls to review those trends, but also we dig through every car that needs to be price adjusted to increase the searches. And three, we do a virtual lot walk, make sure every car is standing tall in line and make sure we don't have bad photos like these. Check out our website, lotpop.com our blog at AutomotiveRevolution.com, and our weekly video tips at IncreasedTurn.com. Thanks. Hello, I'm Alan Ram, president and founder of Alan Ram's Proactive Training Solutions. Let's face it, good managers are defined not by what they do when they have a showroom full of customers, but more by what they do when there are no customers in the showroom. In 2015, whether you like it or not, the car business is all about conversion of opportunities and driving traffic. All those great closers and desk people are not doing you a whole lot of good if your dealership is not converting effectively on the telephone and internet. As an owner or dealer, when you see five salespeople standing by the front door doing nothing, don't kid yourself, your dealership is not being effectively managed. Management by Fire is a two and a half day intensive course conducted entirely by me that teaches managers how to effectively manage in today's automotive industry. Simple processes for driving high quality traffic. For more information on upcoming events, please call my team at 866-996-4665. Once again, 866-996-4665. Thank you. Dealers, it's no secret that in this economy, cash is king. From the smallest independent lots to the largest franchise dealerships, our businesses are driven by available capital. Having more access to our back-end reserves can be a game changer. Until now, a dealer who wrote, for example, a million dollars in premiums their first year because of the way contracts earn out would have access to about $70,000 after the first year, about $250,000 the second year. The dealer can see his reserves increase by around a million dollars per year, but can only tap in to a small percentage of that number. That is starting to change. With accelerated profit accessibility, the new reinsurance model makes a huge leap in helping dealers with their biggest reinsurance frustration, limited access and poor investment income on reserve. What could that mean for you? Well, if your loss ratio is estimated at 40% after the first year, under the new reinsurance model, you could access $600,000 instead of $70,000. After the second year, it could be 1.2 million instead of a quarter million dollars. Times are changing, even for reinsurance. It may be time to take a closer look at your dealer-owned reinsurance company. Go to dealerre.com or call Dealerre today at 804 824 9533. Thank you. Max Profit Selling, an easy to follow, buyer friendly sales process 
that will give you the tools, skills, and confidence to consistently sell premium vehicles to delighted buyers. To learn more about selling the way your customers prefer to buy, please visit NoPressureSelling.com or call 1-800-515-0034. Welcome back. The next up is panel two. Panel two. Thanks for sticking around. That was a good first session, man. First panel. Those guys were, they know what they're talking about. It uh, was good stuff. Um, panel two, man, we are excited. We've got uh, Kevin Fry, e-commerce director, Jeff Weiler. We have James Kloss. Kloss. Kloss, e-commerce director for Bozeman Motors. And then we've got Volker Jockel, which I call him VJ. I'm saying it wrong. I, he's correcting me. I can see it. And I'm sorry. No. What no, is it? calling me VJ. VJ. Okay, good. That's what you and I have been. We just connected, and, and I've been calling him VJ because so, I knew I was going to do that. Uh, with the Universal Auto Group, gentlemen, we are glad to have you on here. I, uh, I think most, if not all of you, did you guys get to hear at least part of that first panel there, what they were discussing with uh, Carvana? I think you guys oh, were I heard all. the whole thing. Yeah, I thought so. All yeah. three of you nodding your heads. Well, good. Well, we're just going to kind of continue that a little bit. I'd like to get some of your feedback on what you heard being discussed there. And we will talk about what you guys saw this year, what you're expecting next year. We will discuss some of that also. But, uh, you know, the whole model of Carvana and, you know, some of the things that were just discussed there as far as, you know, the touch, feel, smell, uh, people business, you know, coming in, connecting with a salesperson, personal branding, those things, you know, building a business for yourself, all of those things, you know, it's it's really two different mindsets on that. Um, and a couple of you guys, I don't know if you're on the fence about it, some of the, the concepts of it, or if you guys like it, you dislike it. I'd like to hear your, your way in on some of that. And we'll start with, uh, we'll just start with Kevin. Um, what do you think about Carvana, their ideas? What do you What do you think about what you heard on the first panel there, Kevin? I'll tell you what. I'm completely open to it, and I'll tell you why. I mean, I can go back 12, 13, 14 years ago, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I was leading out in eBay Motors helping other people sell their cars, and dealers swore there's no way we could do that without a test drive, without touching a car, et cetera. And in uh, my final year of doing it, I mean, we knocked over 500 cars out in one year. Most of the selling actually was taking place over the phone. The computer was the initiator with the photos and the description. So I can tell you, at the Jeff Water Automotive family, we actually showed the little information video for Carvana to every sales manager and every sales rep because we want them to be aware of what's going on in the market. And we want to learn from things like this that are going on. And at the end of the day, I support a competitive free market. If it's a successful model, it will emerge at the top. But I would further say that dealers will most likely adopt some of those same models and mm-hmm. apply it themselves. Yeah, Jeff, it's funny you say that, and that's something I brought up earlier. Um, and I didn't spend too much time on it because, you know, I wanted to make sure that everyone had a chance to, to you know, get off of the, the Carvana and get into some, you know, some e-commerce um, ideas and, and things. But bringing that up, I mean, that was my question. And uh, why not Jeff Weiler Automotive or why not Universal Auto Group or Bozeman Motors? Why not, you know, I mean, the Internet's a, it's, it's the Internet, you know, and, and why not have your own? Because my, my theory is that ultimately it sounds like even Carvana is going to possibly send somebody, you know, into a facility 
And then at that particular point, you begin to you begin to basically morph towards the way of a dealership where you started out somewhere else. Why can't a dealership morph the way of Carvana? And that you know, it seems it seems like that the dealership and dealer groups especially would have a better chance of putting something like that together. It's a lot easier to start an internet department really with an e-commerce mindset if you're a dealership that sells cars than it is for you to start something from scratch as a complete new business model. Would you agree with that statement? I would agree, and, and I would further say this. You have to be aware of what your customers are looking for. And the greatest example I can draw right now is Uber. We had a, a regulated taxi industry that for years and years has ignored what customers have asked for, and look what's happened to them. Now, am I saying that's what's going to happen necessarily with Carvana? No, but these type of things should certainly catch your attention because when you're leading and you're at the top and you get really prou- proud, what happens? Pride comes before the fall. Sure does. So yeah. I can tell you that I'm going to be watching this very closely. Absolutely, and I think going to VJ really quick. I mean, I think that sometimes yeah. dealers. And I know Kevin Kevin Campbell was on uh, the first panel, and you know, and um, Kevin, uh, you know, Kevin was talking about the emotional um, side of a purchasing a vehicle, and you know, and said, hey, you know, people want to smell it, people want to touch it, and and I do agree with that. It's a, it's an expensive purchase. It's the second most expensive purchase that most people will buy in their life next to a home, and so I mean, when you're spending that kind of money, it's not a shirt from Brooks Brothers, you know, I mean, it's a car. And so I think there's a little bit of uh, the taste, you know, of taste, <laughs> the smell, you know, if you need that, that would be a problem. But, um, yeah. you know, it's the smell, that new car smell. And, and, and um, is VJ, is the um, seven day return policy, is that enough, you know, or is uh, the dealers need to, do, need to do a better job, um, you know, with their e-commerce department and kind of talk about the transition maybe from old school to new school. And um, and kind of kind of take the conversation in that direction as well, VJ. Thanks for being on. Sure, thank you. Um, so certainly, you know, the car smell is always one of the things you want to feel the leather, you want to feel the stitching, etc., on the steering wheel, etc. But uh, let's just go a few years back, six seven years. We had two big bookstore companies, Barnes and Noble and uh, Borders. Borders was sitting, like Kevin said before, you know, like the taxi uh, organization, mm-hmm. sitting and had the, the um, uh, yeah, snow white sleep, you know, so they didn't really see what is really going on. Then everybody said, no, it will never happen that anybody buys books online. Look, Amazon is right now the top seller, right? So uh, all the electronic devices. And so what we need to understand, we are always thinking to the 75 years back of our industry, we need the car smell, we need to touch, we need to feel. feel. And as you mentioned in your first panel, there was a tweet from Arnold Tijana. Uh, he said it right. You know, the, the used car buyers buying everything also online, on auction. They are not flying any longer around and spending money. And that is our society today. So what we need to do in e-commerce, we need to enable our customers to really trust the dealerships, the mortar and brick uh, dealerships, that that will be a splendid experience, that it will be a short visit. Because when you look at your CSI survey, the most complaint is not, not always the salesperson. No, the financing, because we are waiting two hours to get financed and get the paper signed. And that's exactly in our today world. It's not just millennials, it's not Gen X, it's not only baby boomers and generation gray, blue hair. No, it, it's really everybody has no time any longer. 
we are living in the time of now. We want it now. We have an iPhone. We are having our smart devices on our arm wrists where we can not only measure our blood pressure maybe, but we also know exactly when somebody sends a message and we are answering directly. Everything is a moment of now. And that's what is the transition from e-commerce that we need to try to achieve to implement in our dealerships. Well said. Well said. Mm-hmm. And, and, and James, just giving you this before Josh goes into some, some black top questions. Um, my wife reminded me, um, you know, she, she purchased a, uh, she, she, I, I purchased a, a new 7 Series last week and it took me literally not even 24 hours. Like, I mean, like I made the decision, boom, done, boom. My wife took her nine months and um, many conversations where I said, don't talk about buying a car again because she would show me 50 million cars. I don't know what I want, blah, 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 blah. Well, she finally bought a Grand Cherokee SRT, you know, which is, you know, it's like almost 500 horsepower. It's freaking like fast. And so she was on the fence. We went to see one about 50 miles away from where we lived. She wanted one without the orange stripes down the seat, that whole deal. We sit in it, and it wasn't till, and she still said, eh, I don't know. Sat in it, turned the engine on, and she is a woman. Turned the engine on, heard the roar of the engine, James, and that's when she made a decision that she wanted that car, and she bought it right there on the spot. And uh, pay cash for it right on the spot, James. So she, her thing is I couldn't have done that on the computer. So how, as an e-commerce director, do you how do you, how do you train your guys to say, hey, look, this is the customer that we're dealing with, but yet my wife's on the Internet and on her phone, you know, smartphone every single day, every single night. How do you do that? How do you teach your guys that, James? Because that's really what we're talking well, about, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely what we're talking about, and it goes back to the fundamentals. I mean, it all depends on how your, your wife started as a lead, and it goes back to the fundamentals. Email sells a phone call. Phone call sells an appointment. An appointment sells a demo drive. The demo drive sells the car. You know, once people enter our dealership, nothing has changed in the car business except for we're trying to make things faster. But you still have a salesperson. You still have somebody there who's trying to help. So our job is to set an appointment with your wife. Nine months is a very long time to be communicating with a customer without getting them into your store. Did that salesperson offer to come to your wife, come to her office? Did he do visuals? Did he do video walkarounds? Did he do personalized greetings? I mean, what steps did that person take or what steps didn't dealerships do in which they dropped the ball? So it took nine months, and it took your wife driving 50 miles from Tampa I mean, Tampa, how many, how many Jeep stores did you go by on your way to the other store 50 miles away? Yeah. I mean, so that just sounds like it wasn't your wife's buying cycle that was the issue. It was that dealerships weren't prepared to handle your wife and how she wanted to buy. I mean, it's very, very simple to hop in a car with your iPhone and check out BJ's blog, BJ Drives Tacoma. It's fantastic. Uh, hop in a car, grab your freaking iPhone. And go on a demo drive for them. Let them hear the engine. Let them see what it's like to handle it. And then offer to bring it. Exactly. A million things. I mean, there's a million ways to interact with the customer. It's just we as dealers need to accept that fact. And that would be that would be my answer on that. I can't wait till Kevin Star Wars, man. You know, like, like I'm talking about, like I'm 1975, 77, whatever the original Star Wars, R two D two had the little hologram of uh, of Princess Leia pop out. Where, where's that, man? That technology needs to come, right? Where we can do a uh, test drive. Absolutely. Drive-thru. Yeah, man. Put <laughs> right, my John? glasses on and drive a car. I saw Kevin nodding his head, though, man. James had his. You got me fired up, Klaus. 
Yeah. <laughs> and you know me. I come, I come with a lot of energy and a lot of excitement. And I'm going to say something a little controversial. I think I'm the only person in America who's never seen a Star Wars movie. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. So I'm so sorry to say that James Klaus has suddenly been lost. We lost his connection somehow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I grew up on Sports Center and ESPN and sports. I didn't, never saw Star Wars. But we're there. I mean, if we educate our people, Kevin Campbell made a great point in the earlier session that we need to have better educated salespeople, we need to have better educated managers, and then that will give a better experience. DJ hmm. said earlier, we need to bat, uh, speed up the finance office. We've got four rows of managers right here. Everyone has finance printers in there, so no customer ever has to wait to get into the finance office, period. Every manager in our store is trained to do finance for that exact reason. So there's things we can do, and we just have to implement them, and we have to educate. Do you see it? I mean, uh, basically, all this stuff is, is so rich, man, but it, it's a lot of idea. You know, this is what we need to do, we need to do. Um, do you see it heading that way? I mean, do you think that the, the dealer – it seems like I've been servicing the automotive industry for just a few years, um, but it has been my sole focus. And it just seems like in some ways it's kind of slow coming around in, in a lot of areas when it comes to technology, when it comes to the Internet, when it comes to the experience. It seems like we're still having a lot of the same conversations now that we were when Auto Dealer Live launched four years ago. This is what we need to do. What's the secret? How do we go from – theory to execution what's it going to take on the automotive side of this to really start adapting you know uh, uh, kevin campbell i'm pretty sure in the first panel said you know going to the day of the internet the online dealership the internet dealership not just the internet department be being able to facilitate the whole thing if necessary and and i think in that it's more than just uh as you guys were saying earlier it's more than just sending an email and making a phone call it's utilizing every technological advancement that we have that we use in everything else why not use it in the automotive industry and what's the secret to that how are we ever going to see I wanna, that i want to see if kevin or answer that first because kevin you first yeah. of all jeff weiler's the i've seen the training facility there you guys it's first class but also you're mm -hmm. speaking at every you know i see a digital dealer speaking and you're talking to a group of dealers i mean how is that resonating with them do you are you hearing testimony so to speak of dealers that are seeing change I am, and I, and I would say this. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in keep it simple. But think about this. It's a people business. We heard that in the first session. That will mm -hmm. never change. But one of the biggest challenges with what we're doing with our customers on the Internet is that it's an impersonal world. And where automotive is lagging right now is the utilization of real-time data that is available. It's out there to personalize the shopping experience for our consumers. We started doing that a couple years ago with the VenLens product, watching live website uh, activity on our shoppers, and we train our salespeople on how to personalize and sell to those shoppers based on that. Hmm. It's actually easier, in my opinion, to sell to the modern-day customer than the traditional one that comes on the lot that won't tell you the truth. Because when we teach our people, and they can see live that the shopper goes on a vehicle, <laughs> And then they leave and they look at credit score estimator. We can see they're hitting payment calculator, maybe the bad credit page. We know they're worried about, can I get approved before they even set foot mm -hmm. in the door, before we even contact them. Mm -hmm. These are the next levels to me of how we're going to convert the traffic we're bringing in. Because mm -hmm. the other big challenge we started seeing in 2015 is that people keep saying the lead counts are going down. The lead counts are going down. There's truth to that. 
But here's the news. You can generate more leads based upon the real-time data that's available out there if you go after that tool and try to learn how to use it. And that's cowboy land right now. We're trying to figure it out, but I'm here to tell you we're lagging behind a lot of other industries. You know, and that's, BJ, that's a good point. Let me, and, and what I heard Kevin say, and, and it, man, it rings tr- so um, fresh with, with, with my thinking because of, of how we, we work in our product. I mean, our main product is you can't get any more archaic in, in advertising than direct mail, so to speak. Um, but we, we have uh, turned it into, you know, what we call mailology, and, and it has technology. So but, but I'm not here to plug our product, but, VJ, let me ask you this. I mean, what Kevin said was, hey, the leads have gone down, but you just said something, Kevin, that made me think the cust- a lot of the reason the customer has to spend so much time at the dealership is to handle a lot of things that through technology we can find out ahead of time, arm our salespeople with that information ahead of time, such as uh, you know, u- utilizing some of these, um, you know, these credit pools and information to let us know where this customer stands, which arms us. If we do the right training, then our people know how to handle it. And then, of course, the delivery needs to take place and get them into the dealership. But we can, we can, we can shorten that time they're there if we use the tools that are at our disposal. VJ, talk a little bit about that. Because that, in my opinion, is really utilizing this e-commerce world that we're in. You know, let's 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 get all the information. Let's let's get everything. Let's have this conversation. Be armed with knowledge. Knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is power. So let's apply the knowledge. Then, let's get this customer in there to take care of the business at hand, which is to deliver the vehicle. Talk about that, VJ. Well, Kevin made a good point. Um, he said, you know, we have to not just look at big data, but targeted data. And also that's how I see it. Because we have so many numbers. We have so many curves, so many whatever we have, you know, as Excel sheet. When we are not able to read these messages, the numeric messages, percentages, or even the messages from the customer, right, mm-hmm. then we will never change anything. So, uh, I, I applaud Kevin. He possibly has a super owner who uh, says to everything yes on Amen, uh, what he suggests. And uh, I like that because he is very progressive, and, and that's what it takes today. You have to have an owner or a general manager who you know report to who is open for that. That is sometimes our problem, and that's where we, our industry is actually. We have a very short shelf life of managers, salespeople, and that's why our industry, and I think David said it in the beginning, that's why we're still talking four or five years earlier exactly about the same stuff what we're doing right now here at this panel. We are not reinventing the wheel. We are just repeating every time our statement because nobody is willing to stay, takes pride in this profession, stays long enough in this automotive profession, and moves on to real estate or opening a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. So. What needs to happen, in my opinion, is, and I uh, made also a move, uh, I uh, canceled some of my websites and, uh, because they didn't perform SEO well enough. And, um, and so far, what I did is I, create, oh, I, I went with, um, I, not, it's not, uh, um, let's say, promotion, but I went with Dealer Inspire. They're having a few things nicely done. And I know Jeff Collins from Panel One has also a Dealer Inspire website. And there are some really nice, intriguing things what we can do for our customers to target. We can retarget them when they're coming back and, and they left the cookie on the sand. We can greet them by name. We can uh, not only geofencing and geotargeting our competitors, and, and we, we can really do 
precise message when I know that the customer was looking four times on an, let's say, uh, Jeep Cherokee, I know that I, when he's coming back, that I will place a special just for him on a Jeep Cherokee. And only he sees it. So these are the activities what we can do in dealerships today. We have to be more as e-commerce director, internet sales directors, open. What is new in the industry? We need to learn constantly. We are constantly on fire. That's what the recipe is. And hopefully you have a general manager or an owner who that listens to you. Well yeah, said. I like that. Absolutely. And, and, and I like the fact that you were willing to shrink back some of the things that you, you, you know, somebody taught me in leadership a long time ago to, to analyze what you're doing. And if it's not working, cut it out. And so I like that. I think that's wisdom. And sometimes uh, we have to do that. And, uh, and so I applaud you for doing that. And I think that that's how we, we, we grow. We prune. Right. And um, that, 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 that yeah. excites me. That's yeah. so moving forward. Sometimes we have to look back and we have to say, hey, okay, what, what, sure. what do I need to drop? Where's the where's what's holding me back? What are the anchors? Yeah. We inspect where we are. We inspect what we're doing. We inspect what is producing the most for us. And uh, you cut what's not and, and you build on what is. And uh, so I think that's all part of it. Going into the new year, you know, we were talking in the first panel. It's the last day of 2015. I hope it's been very prosperous for you guys. It has been for us. I hope that 2016 is as well. Um, approaching the new year, um, you know, how are you guys approaching this year? What are you, what are your plans? I'm going to give you two minutes each. we got to wrap up here. Uh, we could go all day, uh, and, and we will definitely start with uh, – we're going to start with, with James. Um, where do you, where, what are some things that you've got planned for this coming year to really maximize everything that's coming into your dealership? And what are, how are you approaching this new year? How are you approaching uh, the, next, the next 12 months so that you look back on December of next year and when we have you back on and we look back and you say this year was more prosperous than last year was for me and this is why? What's your plan going forward for you and your team there? All right, so our plan is very specific. It's social, 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 and social. Um, so... And that's it. social engagement with my salespeople one-on-one with consumers. It's helping them to build their brands as, you know, the dealership will have a lot of control over it, but we're going to give them a lot of leash. We're building them salesperson individual websites. We're building uh, Facebook pages for them that will be linked. Obviously, I'll have admin access on those, but we're trying to build our salespeople's brands. We're going to invest ad spends in each one of those, and we're going to try to get people to want to do business with individual salespeople because I have a feeling, and I think this has been proven, I just don't have the stats on it, that if I can get my salespeople to start generating their own leads because people want to do business with them from the videos they see on how to hook up your phone to sync or what Ever, that they're like, that's the guy I want to do business with. People will contact them. People will want to do business with them. And that's going to make our lead gen go up. It's going to make my salespeople happy. It's going to get them on board, and it's going to up our game across the board. So social, 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 and social. And, of course, process is everything else. But that's my 100% main focus. I have our social team coming in next week. We're doing one-on-one sit-downs with every individual salesperson, building them individual websites, and building uh, each social platform from them from the start with ad spend involved that I will then monitor. So will social be a part of your 2016? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's <all> that, <laughs> that is, uh, yeah. that's great, man. I awesome. love that. I like the individual um, uh, sales pages. I think that's incredible. Um, I think uh, I think giving ownership and kind of creating and treating this like, you know, some, somebody mentioned real estate. I think it was VJ treating this like, you know, like that type of 
industry, you know, where you have your own business, so to speak. I mean, when people feel ownership, you know, if you get the right people, then you won't have you won't have the problems that already people are beginning to go. Oh, what if I have this problem? Get the right people, hire better, you know. And uh, but if you have the right vision and you lay that out and you attract the right people, you have the right culture, which is what I'm going to be talking about—the digital dealer company yeah. culture. Yeah. If you have the right culture and you lay that out, then they can take ownership, and that's the kind of people you want. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't have time to micromanage. You know, I I, I want people that are going to um, treat this like they own it. So, um, VJ, take a couple awesome. of minutes, answer that same. Um, question 2016 what do you see where are you headed and what's uh what's at the top of the list top of the list is um, looking at my third party provider and um, putting the red pen out and strike so that means following as we said um third party lead providers they are getting more and more iffy and i see other trends where i cannot any longer Say that is okay that we are spending for this money. So I'm kind of a guy uh, known as Darth Vader in e-commerce. So I will cut, and when it's necessary, I have to cut. So that's my number one goal for January. Actually, I already have the list out, and I have already some ideas what I do. Uh, the second one is by the I, way, uh, by the way, James, ship. Darth Vader was on Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so I just let you know. I, I know you're wondering who that was, who he was talking about. Is that on ESPN? Yeah, no, no. He, ESPN? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, VJ. So, yeah, don't worry. Uh, so the uh, second thing is um, we are shifting more money into mobile uh, because PPC um, comes really on our region where we are. We are in a non-affluent area, and I figured out for a Jeep Chrysler a Dodge Ram store that we are having uh, over 70% people looking at our website mobily, mobily. So that means I have to strategize on PPC and I'll put efforts for Dodge more on mobile. On the Fiat, it's a total different animal, Fiat and Alfa Romeo. I have to go a different so I'm possible. So this is my strategy. I need to do mobile selectively more. And, uh, of course, I will... Um, nourish my YouTube channel what uh, uh, James uh, earlier mentioned and uh, do personalized test drive you know put my baby in the trunk and, and the dog on the driver's seat whatever it takes <laughs> you know to make it a little bit more hey this is a human it is not just a sleazy car sales guy what our reputation so, so is we need to be more humanizing our business and that's what I see awesome that's awesome uh how about you, Mr. Kevin Fry? We're going to let you uh, wrap up this panel for us, man. Where do you see happening next year, and where do you, what's your plan? What's the top of your list? Well, the top of the list, obviously, is to get James to go see Star Wars. I think <laughs> yeah, that's right. our yeah. <laughs> uh, But beyond that, uh, I'm going to tell you now, you watch out. The, the Jeff Waller Automotive family is going to pioneer how to utilize real-time data to generate leads and to better convert those to sales. I can tell you that everyone on the line today, everyone that is out there, has a unique profile online with these major data warehouses. We're going to layer that data on top of what we have. And if we have someone that bought a car from us five years ago that we have had zero contact with, and if they start showing behavior online that they're in the market to buy a car, we're going to know that. It's going to auto-generate a lead, and we're going to figure out how to best market to them and how to sell to them to bring them back in and buy that next car. Mark my words, 
that's going to be the next big thing coming, and we're going to lead the way. Love it. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your your last day of the year to uh, spend some time with us. Um, greatly appreciated, and uh, hopefully, I know Kevin. I'll see you in a couple of weeks, and um, uh, I don't know if you guys are going to be at Digital Deal or not. But I look forward to meeting you, seeing you again, James, meeting you, VJ. But uh, thank you guys very much for uh, spending some time with us, and um, look forward to a great, great 2016. Go Green! All right, happy New Year, guys. <laughs> Awesome, awesome panel, man. Panels, yeah. awesome panels. I yeah, uh, love it. I want to thank Colin Crane, Jeff Collins, Kevin Campbell, Bobby Heron, Kevin Fry, uh, James Kloss, and VJ. And, uh, guys, Happy New Year. Thanks for being with us. And uh, what an incredible panel, Josh. Yeah, thanks for letting me hang out. Thank you for hanging with me, man. man. I'm glad so before we, before we head out of here, mm-hmm. Mr. Yeah. Villa, because Josh, Josh I, don't, I don't know how many moments he knows. Top three moments of 2015 on Auto Deal Live, Dave. Hmm. Top three moments. Um, um, good night, Mike. I, Man. You know, one of mine, I'll be honest with you, Arnold's video, um, you know, <laughs> you know, a good friend and, and, and former co-host Dave Cribbs, yeah. um, you know, uh, moved on. And, and, uh, and uh, but when we did the show, the first show without him, when we had the little cutout here and so forth, and Arnold did a little video where the bobbleheads were there and, and so forth, um, that was awesome. Yeah, that's um, true. That Game of awesome. Thrones. You want Game my first, my three, or just one of the one? I mean, give me, give me your favorite um, moments from 2015. You know, I love, I love Digital Dealer. I love going there. I love meeting people, and that that's just a different dynamic to me. So, mm-hmm. um, both the Tampa and the Vegas of uh, 2014 were both great. Got to see um, our sponsors, see a lot of our uh, audience, and just um, you know, get the handshake, man. Sit down and meet some of the people that uh, we communicate with. That's always great. So both of those um, would. Uh, equal another and then uh, um, I'd say um, uh, man I'm trying to think of my favorite I mean I have so many shows that I love I'll tell you Um, my favorite show of the year had to be Beyond the Blacktop you you know what that actually that that actually was man because um, that that helped I mean I don't know how much money I mean we we can't take credit for anything but um, I know this that uh, that pot went up significantly um, with uh, Keenig, Matt Keenig, and then Auto Deal Alive yeah. together that 24 hours in that day. Um, I mean, there were, there were thousands and thousands of dollars raised and uh, for Brian uh, Armstrong and, and uh, his great cause there for his wife. And that was an awesome show in general. So, yeah, yeah. That, that definitely. Yep. Good. And Thank then you for I still that. I still cannot forget Rick Reichert telling everybody to shut up and listen to me that you're all idiots. Um, and he did it. In, and he did it in a way that didn't offend anybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nobody was offended. Mm-hmm. And like like shut me looking up. at you and be like, "Hey, Josh, you're ugly. Yeah. You know, be quiet. Shut up. You're stupid. Yeah. You're ugly." And then you me. going, "Oh, really?" Yeah. And then like you know, going to dinner with me after. I mean, yeah, it, it was like me. it was yeah. so great. It was and everybody yeah. everybody on that panel went quiet and it was the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. Absolutely. I think the direct mail. Uh, broadcast we did is well, direct, is direct mail dead when when hashtag, Michael Villa hashtag Papa Villa when when hashtag Papa Villa came on here and just I mean just ran that show man yeah it was, Stephen uh, Jackson we love you that to was death. my favorite it was Stephen my Jackson we love down. you to death and Stephen was on that show that day and I remember Stephen <laughs> and then my dad my dad ate his my dad that guy was like uh, yeah what's that movie that said that guy was uh, wearing. Uh, my dad was a pit bull, and that guy was wearing milk bone underwear. So my dad, right. my dad <laughs> ate his butt, man. It was uh, so. Anyway, that yes, yeah, that was an awesome one for me. Every yeah. week is great for me, man. I love this. I love doing this. I want to thank you guys for uh, for allowing us to uh, come and hang with you uh, for what seemingly lately has been over an hour, but uh, <laughs> we're going to try to get that under control. Yeah, 
Uh, don't forget Tuesday um, and Thursday, we have two blocks, Autotainment Network. I encourage you to go to autotainmentnetwork.com. Um, the site will be uh, live on Tuesday. Um, it's, it's a, but there is a, a trailer on there. You can check out um, mm-hmm. a little, little bit of what it looks like. Yeah, you can sign up for the email notifications. We right. will uh, We will not be, be email blasting you. No, we'll we just won't. notify just you. Just letting you know when it's going to be going live, that kind of thing. Just keep you up to date on it. And I will tell That's you, during, during the whole discussion today, I had to bite my tongue. Mikey and I, tune in Tuesday for Just a Millennial, because some of the stuff that was talked about today, Mikey and I, it's in our first episode. And Mikey and I were just going back and forth. We had to bite our tongue so much. <laughs> so, so much. Well, <laughs> I am so looking forward to that. And uh, Yeah. Thank you, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. See you next year. We out.